Ding da bong bong ding ding da bong 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 ding 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 da dong bong bong ding. Some would say that. Hello, everybody. This is Donald Trump. This is the BBB Pod. Bros, Bibles, and Beer 146. I'm feeling fantastic. Zach, how are you? Our pets' heads are falling off. Andy? Love Jesus and love with Jesus? What's the difference? You're an amazing person. Scott? Why does it float? Wrong. And Jeff? I'm feeling a little blue. Feeling amazing. COVID headquarters. Here we come. Sorry, your your presidency. I said Jeff. I didn't mean. I'm sorry. But didn't mean, st- you know didn't what? Want you're to still like amazing. That. I'm going to say a prayer and read two chronicles right now. <laughs> <laughs> read two chronicles. I can't. I don't know if you mean second chronicles or like literally the two of the chronicles. Two, two chronicles. <laughs> I'm going to read two of them. <laughs> Is each verse a chronicle? <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, I I want to just you know pour a little out for my my reference to Dumb and Dumber pets heads falling off, which is a birdie dying. Oh, and that's right. We had we lost something special to us personally. When I say we, I mean Andy. But we're all connected to Andy. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we just experienced it right before the podcast started. That our our long time pet. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think if this is the oldest pet that we own, as in we've had it the longest. It may be. He's still in possession of it, but he kind of, I mean. And what type of pet? Yeah, it was a parakeet. Just one of them, though. The other one is still alive. Where did you, ha- where do you have these parakeets? They're downstairs. Oh. Uh, outside? Well, one of them's downstairs. Oh. No, our downstairs res- resides <sighs> inside of our house. Okay. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> are they downstairs or in the house? Uh, they're downstairs in the house. Sorry, I'm still yeah, reading Second it's, Chronicles. It's too soon to know uh, until we get word back on the autopsy. But uh, do you think what are the chances it's COVID related? It could. Well, even if it's not, it is. So okay, but we're sad about it. It's there's sadness it, in the house. Sad. That that thing's been around forever. I know it, it has, and that was uh, my wife Lindsay's bird. Mm. So she's had, I think. I think I got it for her as a gift. I mean, that's how long we've had the bird. I I can't I can't remember exactly how we arrived on the having the bird. Anyway, do you trade? Sad. Do you trade something to a blind kid to get it? <laughs> Billy and Forcey. <laughs> Billy and Forcey. Thank you. <laughs> the blind kid. Uh, nope. Our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's a bummer. Yeah, it is a little bit of a bummer. But uh, there's another bird in there. Uh, Larry Bird is his name. (laughs) He's green. Ah, Nice. Celtic green. So we hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find a way to blame. This is a Lakers family. Yeah. This is a Lakers family. So we usually, yeah, I usually go by and like flip the bird off. I give the bird the bird. It's so meta. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Screw you, Larry Bird. (sighs) And then you said, what'd you say? Andy, what was your... That's what he said. said. Love Jesus. Well, before Trump stepped on my line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love Jesus in love with Jesus. What's the difference? Uh, South Park. <laughs> yes. W- what are you talking about? That I stepped on people's lines? That love I interrupted Jesus people? In, I'm, what, it, I'm, it's wait, my interrupting wait, week. Wait, <laughs> love Jesus in love with Jesus. What's the difference? <laughs> oh, That's man. from the classic South Park episode where Cartman and his friends start their Christian rock band called Faith Plus One. And I have it on good authority from 
my friends who've been in long-time Christian bands, that that is closer to a documentary than not. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about this last episode? I don't know. I feel like it comes up a lot. I mean, I didn't listen to the replay. It should. I mean, as people who go to church sometimes and play worship music sometimes, it's, you know... It's good to be honest and not take yourself too seriously. I think it was just on my mind because we watched together. We watched that latest South Park episode and I haven't intentionally watched a South Park episode for 10 plus years. The quarantine special. Yes. And what would you, what would be your quick review of that? Like how did, was it strong? Was it a strong offering? Uh, I think that's a seven out of 10. Okay. It's all right. It was good. There were some laughs, but yes, but no one was doubled over. I don't know, I Jeff. Like you were the, there. The first few minutes, I it was hilarious. It got a little raunchy. What? That's weird. I know. South, it's Park. South Park. It, it was it, but it was South Park. So it's very yeah. brave. Is of it South Park? Is it Stan? Is it Stan? No. Is that the? That's the dad. Who's the dad? What's the dad's name? The guy who has Tegrity Farms. Tegrity Farms. <laughs> <laughs> Not integrity, just Tegrity. Uh, oh my goodness. Mm. Anyway, it, I love South Park. I I used to just live off of South Park. Well, it's good because no one's uh, no one's safe. They'll, they'll go after anybody. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you guys want to say, like the last time, our last episode was the night before the debate and it, you know, things change so quickly and people are so distracted and then COVID got, have they? COVID yes, got they. trumped or vice versa. Maybe that's the appropriate way to say it. Cause I know he's, am I right? Trump, you are going to defeat this. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so good. COVID caught Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, COVID got, I just said it again. COVID got trumped. <laughs> Trump got COVID there's so many balls in the air at this point, and I'm not a good juggler, so why don't you take some of those balls? What do you guys think? I have no idea what is... I mean, we have one month left. One month, and I, I, I literally find myself asking the question, is this part of the strategy? Like, is going, yeah. is saying, I've got this part of the strategy. Like, what is it? Is it the, like, see, these therapeutics work. And, and maybe they do, and they're like, we need some way to get people who are in so much fear, that's my only thought, that the president has it, did these therapeutics, it was listed, it was online, everybody saw what he was taking, and now you can too. Or if you get a little sick, he's 74, he's, he's overweight, uh, and he's doing fine. So I... I I hope that's part of the strategy. One, to quell the fears. Uh, and two, like, look, it's the comeback kid. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> and if you can't tell, Jeff's our resident. Uh, Trumpophile? Yeah. Well, he's amazing. Trump he's upholder. Now, I, I, no, I, four years ago, I told you, I voted for Trump because I wanted somebody who wasn't in politics. It wasn't so much it was Trump. It was just, I'm like, not the Clintons. Uh-uh. It's just politicians in general. I'm like, right. please give me something different. And for added context and new listeners, you also voted for Mr. Obama. I did twice. President. They're always called presidents. Sorry. 
That was unintentional. Let's say Mister. I think a lot of pe- a lot of people call Mister. Mister. Call the president Mister. I think it's kind of a universal thing. Like Mister President. No, it's um, it's a it's respect a, thing, and I I see it oftentimes intentionally to be disrespectful of former presidents a lot of times. Oh yes, yeah. by using Mister. They're supposed to refer to them as president. I thought even after. I think. Well, they're I, calling I, Biden Vice President Biden. Actually, sometimes they call him president. <laughs> they, yes, and they call Trump vice president. Vice president Trump. But oh, get me off the stage. Everyone's heads are spinning. Uh, I will say one thing that was after the debate. What what I was not so surprised but amused is to just see the different echo chambers on the different social medias and how how delusional people are. Whether you think it's either Trump crushed it or he he total alpha alpha up and and um made biden look like a bitch other people's words again i would not talk like that i would not say those words but some would as is clear and uh and then other people saying that trump it's very clear that trump knows nothing about anything he talks about and like whatever you think about trump if you, you, you that statement doesn't make sense that doesn't mean he's always making sense or he always knows, but clearly he has a grasp generally on some things in which he opens his mouth. So that's a little bit confusing that people are so still in the, the echo chambers makes people dumber. And uh, yeah, I've never, I don't think I've actually ever looked at his uh, Twitter account and I pulled it up and I didn't realize how often he tweets. Like it's how he is president. That's like what he does as president. like every couple of hours he's tweeting at weird hours of the day too. Uh, but here's from eight hours ago. I will be leaving the great Walter. This is Trump's tweet. I will be leaving the great Walter. Oh, do you, you should we have, read, we, we should, should have read this. Hold on. the actual president read this. Uh, he's going to have hand my phone to the president. Hold on a second. I don't know if you can zoom into it. Oh, change the font. You got to change the font for Mr. President. Make it bigger. Jeff is so old. He can't even read normal sized font. Stock market up big. No, yes. not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just wanted to get that one in there again. Uh, uh, let's just left. Just left Walter Reed Hospital. Eight hours ago. Yeah. Well, if, for the listener, I handed it to Jeff, and it was on the tweet. <laughs> Somehow he's lost it. <laughs> he needs his readers. Okay. This is good pod. Okay, yeah. yes. I will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m., which I did. I did. It was amazing. <laughs> Jeff is... Feeling really, really fantastic, really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. It came after me. You can just read it straight as it is. It's good enough. And I'm fine. Chris Wallace, you shut up. (laughs) Don't let it dominate you. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration (laughs) some really great drugs and knowledge. (laughs) I feel better than I did 20 years ago. I'm feeling fantastic. What sucks is that you don't know what is actually that tweet or not because of the way that Jeff read it. Jeff, you had some solid embellishments there. But on its own. I feel like I need to actually read it. it. It's good to hear 
Yeah. You ready? Go yeah. ahead. Okay. I will be leaving the Great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Fantastic Feeling really place. good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We've developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. That's my administration. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. I wondered when he went in there, the legitimacy of him going in there and having COVID. Yeah, well... I just want you to know, 20 years ago, Apprentice, I had to deal with really terrible people. But, uh, you know, I, I got like over I said, it. Didn't I say that to you guys? Didn't I say? I, I, I bet part of what... It, this is, is he's going to go in and he's going to come out feeling great and saying, look at this turnaround time. That's what I thought. It's, I mean, that was my, that, that was right. The, right. I gave the conspiracy over Voxer. He's constructing right. a narrative and well, Mr. President, this is, it's yes. actually good news for you because I actually, previous to this evening, I got, I got word from your doctor and I thought it was going to be breaking news, but let's listen to the, the last report I received from your doctor. As soon as it's done buffering. Mrs. Funke. Oh, this guy again. How is he, doctor? It uh, looks like he's dead. Oh, my God. Oh, little guy. The tears aren't coming. The tears just aren't coming. Uh, Just to be clear, it looks like he's dead or he is dead. It just looks like he's dead. He's got, like, blue paint on him or something. But he's going to be fine. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Doctor. I'll let you celebrate privately. <laughs> so speaking of looking like he's dead, I heard this is obviously opinion, but when Trump he did a press conference from the room in the presidential room in the uh, in the hospital, he didn't have any uh, spray tan on, but someone said even without a spray tan and having COVID, he still looked better than Biden. Mm. I thought that was a, a decent analogy, or. Yeah, well, Biden doesn't look great, but... Biden just doesn't have any pep to his step at all. Come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, come on, man. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Man, well, that's that's a fresh... That's some fresh uh, debate talk, and who knows what's going to happen. Things change so quickly. We've been doing great, thanks to you, Andy, uh, of getting these episodes out in a day or two post-recording, but by then, like... Who knows? Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, it is okay because most of our stuff is timeless, and we're we've got a rapist wit too. So even if it's linked to a specific news story, you know you're going to laugh about it. Rapist wit? <clears throat> is that a bird? Did, did you did you say a rapist's wit? Yeah. Thanks for. Yeah, like when you know, like you got like a sharp. <laughs> Zach just came wit, down like with a COVID. <laughs> Wait, is that a saying? I'm not familiar with that saying. I raked you across the coals. Rapist wit? I'm trying to find another Dumb and Dumber reference to come at you. Rapist. Oh, is is that a Dumb Yeah, it is. I think the actual saying is rapier's wit, which I don't even know what that Uh, means, but I know in Dumb and Dumber, it's rapists. I'm not going to Google this. Okay. (laughs) Alexa, search... There's got to be an ele- okay. There's multiple, but they're muted. All right, what do you guys want to do? How, like, is everybody okay? Is everybody okay, Jeff? Yeah, I'm feeling fantastic. At three days and Walter, whatever, I'm fantastic. I, I can I can go for an hour and fifteen minutes tonight. But Jeff, you're somebody 
In yeah, all, what's up? You're, in all seriousness, you've yeah. you're you're still walking through, and always will be the the grief of your mother. Yes, experiencing some PTSD as outlaid. Not that we need to go. Oh man, into this that is a hard. Sure. Come on, man. This is a hard just, transition from uh, people, Donald Trump to to my mother. Hey, I got my ankles are strong. I can pivot quick. You should have brought it up after the bird. Should have. Look <laughs> <laughs> how dead, deadpan Andy is. Sorry. <laughs> Too soon, and I'm not talking about your GD bird, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> May that him shim rest in peace. I don't know what gender your bird was, but well, that was I'll, its name. I'll, ans- I'll answer. Uh, just I appreciate appreciate you checking in, Zach. I am I am well. My only frustration, my only um, yeah, my only frustration just continues to be the fact that can't celebrate my mom's life, can't get friends and family together funeral like it's everything is on hold and that this just seems odd this is the first time this is you know this is going to happen twice in my lifetime with my mom and dad um sorry dad if you're listening (laughs) Um, but uh it's going to happen and and so this is a unique experience for me where i'm like this isn't how it should be i should have just done this and taken you know control of the situation but then i would have ostracized a bunch of people. So what do you mean you should have just done this? Um, just said, let's do a celebration. My mom would literally say, screw it. Let's do this. I believe you. What's stopping you from doing it now? Um, I have a sister who would fight me tooth and nail on it. I was mm-hmm. going to say you, you're gaining wisdom and maturity, but go ahead. Keep, keep back. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're okay. we're polar opposites, so okay. that it's a, that'd be a tough one. Got it. If yeah. it was just me, uh, it probably would have happened, and I probably would have sent invites or just to tell people this is happening and where my mom would have been, and they would have been, yeah. oh hell yeah, we're going to you know Kathy's celebration, um, no matter where they are in life, because. If you were her friend, then you're like, okay, let's do this. Right. So, I'm. That's where I'm at. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, anybody, I, I've got something. Unless you guys have something you want to add right now. No, roll nope. it. All right. Well, uh, I did mention an episode or two ago as part of my consumption uh, comment. What am I consuming? Was the book reviving old scratch and like all the books I'm reading um I will be reading that one for probably years because I bounce around too much and get distracted by other new books but Richard Beck reviving old scratch and it's about I think spiritual warfare devil demons for people who are doubters of that doubters and disenchanted I think is the word and coincidentally in my podcast feed the podcast, Can I Say This at Church, hosted by former guest, and I should know the episode of which he was on, but you guys can Google it. Uh, Seth Price uh, has been a, a guest on our show before, but he had Brad Bradley Jersak on, author of many books, many books. Uh, one of them I've read, Her Gates Will Never Be Shut, which is about hopeful Christian universalism. 
Um, it's a great book, but he was on there talking about devil and demons. And I just pulled a couple clips, um, to just wet our appetite a little bit and maybe see, um, see where it leads us. It's on devil and demons and what, what that is to him. And he has a different take than either you, you totally, it's all metaphor or it's literally real exactly how you see it in scripture. And as he'll point out that um, what scripture says is maybe less than what our mythology that we think about scripture uh, says. So this first clip is um, Brad talks about how when he was in deliverance ministry, because I think he has kind of a charismatic background and he was in full on deliverance mode, which is casting out demons, exorcisms, all that stuff. Uh, He says how he was imposing a model onto desperate people and how there can be different models you bring to the table that desperate people will respond to. And so Seth asked him about it, and um, this is how he responds. And if uh, if I know anything about how these things work, it's going to buffer for a second. So I'm going to keep using my mouth um, as we pull this up and see what happens. Oh, this is fantastic. When we look at somebody who is desperate for help mm-hmm. and are struggling in their lives with, let's say, anxiety or obsessive thoughts or whatever, mm-hmm. we bring a worldview to that moment we bring a model to that moment. And so I imposing the model might be saying, oh, I'm going to identify what's wrong with you as a demon. Okay. I'm going to get you, I, I'm going to, because I'm a spiritual authority and they are a desperate person, they're going to accept that analysis. Pause it and then I can proceed want, with trying to cast that demon out. The weird thing is sometimes it works. <laughs> and so why did, is it working because, of we're, because that's really what's happening? Or is it working because people in need are responsive to whatever model I bring? It's just which model is the most effective. So the very same person, maybe I would come to them and I'd say, oh, no, these aren't demons. These are dissociative parts of you, and and we need to deal with that way. Or maybe I'd come with another model, like a okay, Jungian psychology. For, for, for those of you listening, maybe you're not into demons. and Maybe it's the spiritual warfare thing. I know there's some people when they hear about like casting out demons and the spiritual warfare, it, it freaks them out a little bit um, because for some people it's just like, that's too much. And are you guys, are you guys following? I mean, is that, I mean, it makes sense that people would think that way. Yeah. I think a lot of people and correct me if you're, if I'm wrong is like, you kind of, you know, demons are a thing or you just assume it's a thing, but you don't really experience that thing. So it's like, I don't know what to make of it. So I'm not really going to chew on that very much. I'll just kind of like not worry about it. And so when you hear people actually talk about spiritual warfare, it can come off as super weird and like the language is weird. Right. Is that The lingo, right. That lingo. I mean, this is a very, uh, I'm stretching it here, but there, (laughs) Uh, watch, it's one of the things uh, we do best. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be odd, but I, I I'm watching like the makeover house things, like flip or flop or whatever, with my kids at night. And one lady, the lady said, "I'm going to have somebody come in, and she's going to get rid of the demons, the negatives of the, oh, the wow. house." And this was just a couple nights ago. And at first, I'm like, "Wait, we're the hosts." So the host of the show, this is a person that's just 
like a guest, like somebody that's going to buy the, sh- the so house. it's like uh, the guy's uh, his name's Tariq Al Musa. He does flip or flop with his now ex wife. Blah blah blah. But so what was it? What was the look on his face he, when this person? It was, was odd. Like, like he's like, wh- oh, wait, yeah. uh, he's all Vakeman, yeah, shoot those green suckers. But he had this look on his face, and they're like, uh, so I'm gonna have this woman come in, and she's like, what do you think? And he looks at, was it Trump's doctor? He looks, he looks at her, it was like, well, usually after we've kind of assessed everything it's like all right let's do the demo but if we've got to get rid of the demons then okay let's let's he called they called it clearing the house but as they did that i i realized as long as your check clears (laughs) right we will clear the house but it made me think of times where i've been with um like people like we did uh boot camps like guys ministry you know guys ministry we and like advanced teams would go up and go through each cabin and pray over the cabin and stuff and and there was and i'm like whoa this this flipper flop thing that's you know this lady who's on this she's walking through and it looks like she's praying over each room and then and then going ooh there's like she said there's something like not good. You got to get rid of this part of the the house here. And it was the someone bar. It was the been, bar. Someone had and, been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> right, Red Rob. I can see murder everywhere. <laughs> but it just made me think of how you don't. I, I don't know. I'm going to say that she wasn't Christian, but it Ooh. it was the same the same type of uh-huh. like praying, going through a room. Clearing the demons, the negative, the whatever, what was like body the language like type as thing. she was doing it. It was just kind of calmly walking around with her hand out and f- out, and just kind of waving it back and forth a little bit, and almost sensing the room, f- feeling for the negative vibes. She never specifically mentioned like the blood of Jesus or Did anything. I? No, never. Yeah, I'm wondering if they edited that out because mm. usually people are concerned with. Did she use the word demon? It was more, um, it was, Evil no, spirits. it was about clearing the house. Okay. We're going to clear the house. I, uh, and it could be negative energy. Yeah. It was like the feng shui thing. Okay. I could, I'm, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Cause okay. I, I was thinking she, if you, she used the word demon, there, there's definitely some sort of Christian background there. There's a, but there is a universal, um, a universal, uh, thing of the negative, the demons, the the clearing out of negative vibes and um that that's that's universal and uh so it just made me think you know as he's talking i'm like you know this is a consistent thing however this is a biblical thing when you say it's universal you just mean like christians are not the only ones who have the market Correct. cornered on the <laughs> idea of clearing or spiritual i don't want to say warfare but engagement correct and on to kind of affirm that she, after they were done, they're like, it feels so much lighter and better in here. Things have been cleared out. It was, it's like in, cause she was using a model in, yeah. In, in Christian, uh, ease, Christian ease, you would say, you know, this feels lighter. You know, it it's, it's been filled with the, you know, with, the life of Jesus and the Holy Spirit has been invited. Right. right. And that is, um, you know, there's a parallels there. 
but there's some connections. Something's there. I kind of feel like um, Andy's voice got deeper the last time he talked, and it was like, well, was that a demon? I mean, <laughs> that's something. <laughs> was there more to the clip? Also, there is, and uh, it's like I feel like we should have heard. I mean, I'm sitting here, and right across from me um, is a drum, a kick drum with a drum head that says the devious means on it. And that sounds negative and it's putting <laughs> negative thoughts in my head, by the way, you should stream them overnight. Just put it on repeat Spotify, devious means, Andy McCraw's band slash old band, maybe future band. Uh, and, and just gift him fractions of upon fractions of a penny. Yeah, that's right. If uh, 10,000 people stream it for 24 hours straight for a month, then I think we can buy Taco Bell. It's pretty cool. As in a meal at Taco Bell, not a Taco Bell (laughs) franchise. Good 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 clarification. Does that include the cinnamon stick thingies? It won't include the Mexican pizza, which has been discontinued. Again, the voice got deeper again. This yeah. is, um, you know, what's happening. Right. We'll have to keep keep our eye on this, guys. The fan is on, and we're in the. Uh, we have the terrible air quality right I now. I will point out. I was blowing the COVID. Devious around. means yes. does sit at the right hand of Scott right now on his throne. Ooh, it's in the seat of power. Mm. This means nothing to the listener right now because yeah. they can't yeah. see it. But yes, I'm going to take a picture. Yeah. Play the rest. All right, here, All right. here's this. And say, well, no, this is really your shadow side and you need to embrace it. Oh, I'm going to go back. And uh, the weird thing is sometimes it works. <laughs> and so why did, is it working because of we're, because that's really what's happening or is it working because people in need are responsive to whatever model I bring? It's just which model is the most effective. So the very same person, maybe I would come to them and I'd say, oh no, these aren't demons. These are dissociative parts of you and, and we need to deal with that way. Or maybe I'd come with another model, like a Jungian psychology, and say, well, no, this is really your shadow side, and you need to embrace it. And, or maybe I would come and do a gestalt theory and have them sit on two chairs and take turns switching chairs to talk to themselves. And, and all of these are models, and desperate people respond to models. It's just sometimes the demon model actually kind of helps, and sometimes it's super traumatic and destructive. And I feel like I'm always wanting to find the best way forward. I can't tell where he stands on the subject based on his description there. That means it's a good teaser. So he has the next clip will flesh a little bit out. And now I, I only have a couple clips, so this isn't, isn't huge. The episode is about an hour long and it's a good conversation. It's worth listening to if any of this perks your interest or you're like, well, what about this? What about that? Or they didn't fill this in this gap. They probably do in the episode. Um, but he comes from a, a, the model of casting demons out, kind of a old school exorcism, charismatic, like basically s- scream or, or yell at the demon, use the, use the words, you know, the blood of Jesus. I've never done one myself, so I'm struggling here, but like in Jesus name, come out all that stuff. And it can be very violent and very traumatic. And that's where, what he's done. And he's seen a lot of harm from it, but occasionally it works. Mm. And so he no longer uses that model. And he goes on to describe a model that kind of sounds familiar to the church that three of the four of us go to. That's uh, the first thing that popped in my head was, uh, what's the, what's the passage where the, the disciples are coming to Jesus and they were having trouble casting out demons 
And, yeah, and Jesus like indicates, oh, this is different. It won't come out that way. It they won't comes come out, out by fasting and prayer. Right. That's the first thing that popped in my head when you described that, because he's kind of... Do you have a reference? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Andy, can you give me some of your voice now? Whose <laughs> voice is messed up now? <laughs> Who else has a weird voice? And I think that section is, um, there's a textual variant there um, where that, I think that part is not in some early manuscripts or something like that. Um, so that's something to consider along with it. But yeah, that uh, there were, that there are different types of demons. Uh, some are stronger than others. and Like a Balrog. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, that apparently that, that, that type uh, needed some extra, extra work. Yeah. And so, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I can read that. Um, oh, you're actually going to go to the Bible on Bros Bibles beer. <laughs> By the way, if we start a spinoff podcast where we really get into the text, I think it's worth considering textual chocolate as a podcast show title. <laughs> textual chocolate. Chocolate. If we do that good text, if we actually want to, I, I mean, nothing to stop us from doing what we would do on that show here on this show right but okay well, and he's about to drop some <laughs> biblical knowledge well uh, no, i'll just read i'll just read what uh popped in my head here so let the text speak mark nine twenty. so they brought him when the spirit saw jesus it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion he fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth jesus asked the boy's father how long has he been like this from childhood he answered it has often thrown him into the fire or, wa- or water to kill him but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief, which is one of my favorite passages in the Bible, by the way. I think there is so much to that one verse. Yeah, me too. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a dead corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him. But he just, he looked bled, dead. Like, <laughs> did, he have, did he have a... Uh, it looks like he's dead. <laughs> he's, blue, what what, what wait, would they wait. make blue paint out of? Like, what kind of vegetables are... It know. just looks like he's dead. <laughs> uh, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can only come out by prayer. Um, that's the NIV version. Well, oh, well, God, well, why don't you read the King James? <laughs> We're a King James only podcast, Andy. No King James? There might be a parallel passage for that. What, what was it? Mark 9? This, yeah, the, the new King... No, yeah, it's 929. No, it, I, I, I'm just teasing you. Yeah, the the New King James Version says this can can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's probably some variants in there, but I think just in the language, it's it only slightly varies. It it does seem like it's consistent in saying this was the Jesus is indicating that there are different types of spirits that require different types of things to yeah. right make them come out. And does that necessarily mean it? it it's an actual. When we think of demons, we often personify them. There's a fancier word for that. 
Um, but uh, is it? Is there any chance for like? Well, we'll get in in the next clip. We'll get a little bit of the like. It's real. Does that mean it's a personal demon inhabiting that individual person, tormenting that, or is the demon represent something uh, more or different than us picturing literal humanoid type demons in spiritual form? So, is there room for that in that passage? But what would so a so let's say one demon and possesses one person so a single entity possessing a person that's okay i can i can even though it's weird i could that that makes sense but what you're saying it's more than that or it's not a a demon per se so what would like i would i would need a i guess a fuller explanation of what that would be uh, to just even kind of think, because if it's just some like ethereal idea. I think I know what you're getting at. Like the idea that that something like epilepsy back then could have been tagged with the, with the demon or evil spirit uh, label. It Uh, actually was. I don't know about, I don't know about specific Bible passages, but I know Previous things that were assumed to be spiritual and de- demonic af- activities have become known as actual physical ailments. And there's some people today that I know personally that would say, no, there's a connection still, but the understanding has changed about the way the body and the mind works and how things can go go haywire that are now explainable, allegedly, by science. I don't know why I said allegedly. Well, we, we, so we have to... Okay, so are we are we making blanket statements, or are we saying yes and? So did Jesus did Jesus cast out an actual demon from this child? And also, is there something that's called epilepsy where there's a problem with the brain? Right. That's that's a possibility. That's a great clarification. And yeah. also, Andy, you bringing this up, this passage up, it's fascinating to think that. Oh no. Other methods work for what was the method that used to work for the, the the disciples that they're like it's not working. Yeah. So apparently, whatever that method was, it had worked for them before. Right. That's that's kind of a little nugget in there that you would just pass over if you're not looking too deeply, which is generally how I read everything. Right. Well, and then and then I think also, so we're we're gonna take the story, the biblical story. And go, oh, that worked. Okay, well, what does that mean? They just, Jesus just commanded whatever was going on with that person to leave right. and it left. Okay, that makes less sense, I think. Like to, to take that as, as that's what really happened. Well, that, okay, that, that just, that seems like fantasy more than an actual demon uh, possessing someone. Because what did what did Jesus do? Nothing. He, the child the child wasn't even aware. He's I mean he's in some sort of epileptic state. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't. I didn't fully track what so, your point so, was there. So the so the the uh, person that you played the clip from is talking about someone comes to them. Oh yeah. And 
Okay. He presents to them a model and they're able to work themselves through the model to come to some healing. Call it a healing. Well, I think but the child, the child's not working through a model. Jesus Jesus says, Come out of him. And then the disciples were trying to do that, and Jesus added something. But like you, you know, like you said, Zach, it, it did work before. They would say, "Come out of them in the name of Jesus." Right. A different model, right? Well, okay, but you're using, you're you're conflating these I'm two using words, his, model, his words. But but that's those are different definitions but of I think model. Def- there. Definitionally, Jesus, whatever Jesus did, is is a model, and maybe is the correct model, and maybe it's the correct model for that circumstance. What Brad is talking about is that the model of you cast out the demon, you you know, saying the name of Jesus and in the name of Jesus, I, I command you to come out. And it often it's very, it can be violent and it can be not violent on the part of people going at the person that's supposed to be demon possessed, but it can be loud and violent and raucous. And the way the person reacts can be violent. And I've, I know people that have done that before and experienced, like, I don't know how they had the strength that they had. Like it feels otherworldly, the type of strength, strength that the alleged demon possessed um, displayed. And so it can be super violent. And he's saying that that was the model I used. And more often than not, it did more harm than good in his opinion. Yeah. I think we've got to separate Brad from the biblical story because Brad's doing like a whole thing therapeutic uh, no, no, no. Uh, practice type of thing. No, that's not what he was doing before. What he's what he's doing looks like a more literal take on how you get demons out. And a, a more traditional mode is what he was doing before. And the fruit of that, some he, that's the weird thing. He's like, sometimes it would work, but often it, it did more harm than good. Like coming out of that experience, it did more harm to the person than good. And I don't, maybe I got to reach out to that guy because that would be a fascinating to hear those stories on why he eventually was like, I, I don't think this is where I should be. He still is doing a version of trying to heal people and set people free um, from that type of thing, but it just looks differently. And I don't know if maybe that's where I click on another clip. Uh, and maybe that'll give us a little more context to, to work with. Um, I think this is a brief one on why he, why the model switch, why the difference in models now. I believe the Lord brought me out of, because of the damage I was potentially doing, brought me out of the, out of a, a deliverance model into inner healing model and a 12 mm-hmm. step model. And so on the same issues, those seem more effective, much more effective and less, there's less risk of damaging the client so-called. So, uh, so what, I don't totally know what that means. That clip was too brief. It was brief. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 12 step program, I like, w- I will see like, steps. uh, it's, it sounds like I, I don't, I'm not in the inner, I'm not privy to exactly everything. I have a general, uh, you're not privy to everything. No, Is this like the spiritual warfare I, you guys model? I know I'm breaking news here, but I don't know everything. I'm not you privy to everything. You should have just used hydroxychloroquine. That would have worked so good if you nailed that. Sorry. You're not even drinking. I'm just revered. Where are you? <laughs> but uh, inner healing, 
our church does a version of this and uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, people that listen that are involved. And I know you do. I dare you to actually. Um, It's a version of, there's a combination of like different elements of like what we know about humans through psychology and also bringing like bringing prayer into it and bringing that to God and combining psychological techniques of acknowledging what, what do you want from this and, and uh, combining it with prayer. And I think that's kind of what he's getting at. And so as opposed to like, I command you to come out of that person in the name of Jesus, a version of that. It's like exorcist. And that's a difference in the model. And when you have a per- participant that is willing in his experience, it sounds like, and I think it's definitely verifiable if you just take in stories of people that went to therapies that are not expressly biblical, you would see people have achieved uh, peace and healing through means that are not, that don't say Christ or don't pray a certain way. And it's because when the the person is desperate and will try anything, any, almost any model can work. Some models do more harm than good. And he doesn't like have a top 10 list of models, but going back to the biblical text, that, that would be considered a model. It's not like, it's not a formula. It's just like when you're when you're coming at this is what we're doing in this situation. That's the model, and other situations dictate you do something else. So technically, Jesus was using a model in the way that Brad is describing. Yeah. So it's what not you, meant to demean yeah. it or say it, it didn't work. And if that's, you use the synonym of approach. It's just a different approach. Yeah. And it probably makes it feel a little more palatable. You're. That's totally true. It's, fa- saying, Scott? Uh, yeah. it's fascinating to me that Jesus says oh that that won't work that won't work this time could have told us earlier jesus <laughs> you, <laughs> I just think that. that's gonna need you knew we were going to richard's house <laughs> uh what's told the, you about that one drunk ex-pastors they have that segment they do sometimes that's called dick move god <laughs> which just takes like a bible story which like you you could have avoided this, God, if you would just would have let me know. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So what do we what do we say about uh, the the biblical stories and the the actual casting out of actual demons? Is that um, there's no reason to think that demons still don't exist today? No reason to think that z- demons stopped possessing people today right correct and what does what does possession mean like i i could be on board with a version of that i i struggle with the like oh there's a demon in you we will remove it using this model i feel like there's there's more to it than that but i don't know what to make of it i'm not please don't read in me that i have a uh, an answer I am very skeptical. I'll be honest. I'm very skeptical of the, the demon in tri- you, of the demon inside of me. But it, who knows? Maybe it told me to say that, right? And, and separating people from the biblical text, so people that do overdo things or think that everything is a demon, right? You, obviously, you have to put them aside, and you can't import that yeah. idea or that model back onto the text. You, you have to start with the text. And that, that's where you try to derive the truth from. You can't let these other people 
mix mix up their ideas with the text, and it it just seems like you do that often. Is there, an, <laughs> is there an analogy there about how oh, Jesus fire. went about? Do I get to respond? Is this about a conversation? Jesus, right. no, keep going, keep going. Is it, it how Jesus <laughs> had? Oh, I can call. I can call the demon out, and uh, oh, that won't work this, this time. Is my two minutes. It, is it the same? Is it the same as what Brad is saying? Well, there. This model will work, but that you know, then sometimes it won't work. I mean, isn't that isn't that a the same. No, it, it, it seems like, and these are short clips, but it seems like he's moving away from this casting out demons thing and going to this other thing as more of a, uh, this is going to be the approach. Is he? Zach, I, well, is he? Well, from, is he going somewhere else? Maybe. Okay, then I'm going to get a drink. Uh, that, well, the, the clips are short. There's a good There's a good clip coming up. The it, last one, the final yeah, clip. The, the, uh, the final clip. Yeah, and, and so we do, we don't, and because we don't see demon possession, especially here in America, um, there are there are a lot of stories in other parts of the world. So true that where yeah. that people um, do do experience that. Now, I'm I'm also skeptical of uh, stories that I hear, modern stories of uh, casting out demons and even of miracles. I'm my first thought is skeptical. Uh, my first thought is is a skeptical thought about whether it's true because there are yeah. a lot of shady people out there that will lie for for recognition right. or money or, or and oftentimes whatever. it's it's basically parlor tricks that there's that British comedian or yeah Brown uh, Darren Brown yeah he has a couple specials and a, a documentary basically where he does faith healings he yeah. hires a guy he hires an actor. Paolo, I think his name is, and he trains him on how to manipulate people. And he goes and he creates this persona of a faith healer. And he goes around and and he performs faith healings. And I think this that's, people be- this yeah. is kind of like in the ballpark of why models, when people are desperate, and and they can make let's just assume they can make a decision for themselves, and they're not taken over by they're they're totally not. They still have the ability to make a decision. When you're desperate and you see a glimmer of hope, you're, you're not going to pick and choose. Like we, we're like parsing out these different ideas in different ways. If you're into it, it just shows the power of the mind, man. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any port in a storm. Yeah, and I think I would not say I would not put that outside the bounds of that's one of the ways God works, and I might even say. That's more how God works is through actual human experience and interaction uh, as opposed to a top down. I am going to control this situation unilaterally. I think there's really interconnectedness with the way humans work, mind and body and how that's all connected. Well, well maybe the question that came into my mind was, uh, uh, if, and if Jesus is introducing the, <laughs> if he's introducing Snark. this concept that there's multiple ways of, of exercising demons. I thought you were going to say going to heaven. I was going to be like, yes. Um, <laughs> does it mean that we're not, if, if they're not all fully enumerated in yeah. here and he's just, and he's just opening up the door to let you know, like, Hey, there, there's more than one way that this can happen. And, and clearly like Jesus had not even shared with the disciples to that point, there's more than one way that this can happen. Right. So kind of, 
he, you can imply from the text that uh, there may be more behind doors number two, three, and four that we don't know about. And uh, and some of that may be these other alternative methods that, that this, yeah. this guy's employing, uh, employing here. I got a question for Scott about the biblical text. I'll take your silence as agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Yes, and I also have a question for Scott. <laughs> um I, I agree with you. I think this adds to what you were saying, Andy. Uh, the The Bible says certain things. Are you open yourself personally, Scott, to additional <laughs> means of... To an exorcism? Because it's happening right <laughs> now, <Yeah>. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> additional ways of getting rid of demons because all of a sudden Jesus is like, dudes, this is totes ofs. And I'm going to do it this way. It didn't work that way, but this one's going to work this way. How many more are, are we open to the the idea that there's a lot of different methods for, for the sake of brevity, different demons? Well, so it depends on, on your definition of demons. Are, so the biblical stories are talking about actual demon possession. They're not talking about personality flaws or schizophrenia or some other phobia out there. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I don't know about that either. I I don't so, know how well, clear the line is. Okay. So when, so, the, so going back, so just saying, come out of her, that cures, uh, that cures a mental illness. Yeah. If, like, if, like a physical, yeah, if a physical what brain. Is, yeah. If what is in her causing that needs to be removed, it, just a it woman can, touching Jesus robe heals her yeah. from bleeding for 12 years. I mean, we can use that logic yeah, I, elsewhere, I would, right? I, to, to go to that extent, if, if that's how you're defining a, a demon, I, to, to... Before you go any further, I'm not defining a demon as that, but I'm saying that it could be reasonable to imagine that it can manifest in those ways. And I think we kind of said that... What can, to, that what can manifest in those ways? What What is called as a demon... Right, so I'm talking. So looking at the stories, yeah. yeah. If if we're if we're going to take the liberty at, at inferring, well, because Jesus because Jesus says, oh, there's this other way to do it. If we're gonna if we're gonna take that and think, oh, okay, therefore there are these the all these other ways to cast out what Jesus did at at in that um, in that event in that interaction. Uh. I, I think it would. I I would ask the question. Well, wouldn't Jesus have like? Wouldn't it have been good for Jesus to say this isn't actually a demon, like like a spiritual being possessing this person? It would have been super nice. Jesus never talks that way. He's yeah. Well, that's, he's that should always be in a, the gray area. He all, that, like, that should be one. Well, that would be something that would have been a, nice. a lot it more been great. Yeah. So I, I, it would have really helped my faith, Scott. <laughs> but he never—he like rarely does that, right? Well, so I, that's why I, where where Jesus doesn't do those things, where he, where he doesn't clarify a misconception, because he clarifies misconceptions a lot. He he tells the Pharisees a lot that their theology is wrong, but he doesn't do it in cases where we're looking back today with our you know our great knowledge of science. We're looking back and going, well, we have an explanation for that, but that would be bad theology that Jesus is perpetuating. 
Jesus is perpetuating the idea that there's actual demon possession. He's not, he's not going this other way of, well, because there are these multiple ways of, well, of, of healing a, this, then therefore... This yeah. good. I think this you're good. arguing against not my argument, though. Maybe. And it's also a good... I want to do a point of clarification um, after Scott definitely accused me of something that I definitely do a lot, uh, which... <laughs> It go which ding, ding, ding. speaks to dong, dong, ding, dong. the way. W- <laughs> Are you quoting Trump, Scott? I was trying to quote Trump. Ding, ding, dong, bong, ding, ding, dong, bong, bong, ding, ding, dong, ding, ding, dong, bong, bong, ding. Some would say that. Bring out the demons. You, I, I would not re- say that. Do you remember the <laughs> bring out the demons? Ding dong. Intern that got fired from the San Francisco news uh, t- uh, news television show when that. Uh, plane, the plane? <laughs> crashed. Yeah, Zach showed me that. Oh. We too low. <laughs> Some ting wong. <laughs> it was. There's they three others. It. They There's read it. it. They they read all those names on air. Yeah. We, okay. This Sorry. was when the plane crashed. Did he land? Was this from when he? Oh, it was a crash. I metaphorically just crash. crashed the plane of our conversation. I'm sorry. In the, he did. In the spirit of maintaining my. Um, my identity as not an explicit racist. <laughs> I will say that uh, this comes from somebody fed the news, like here are the names of the pilots that were involved. It in was this an crash. In- it was an intern and it was his last day. And he was like, you know what? Or I think he'd got let go or they fired him or gotten rid of him. And so he was pissed and, okay. and the, the plane had crashed. It was an Asian airline. And he swapped out all the names with very racist. And so news people, legit news people said, names that might sound Asian if you were not paying attention. And that was, um, you know, set them fast, set them fast. And yeah, anyways, that was that, that thing happened. Um, but yes, back to Scott, I, this is a good difference. Like you and me are not alone in this podcast. There are people that there's other demons in here. There are other demons (laughs) that read the Bible like you do. And, uh, but for me, it's like when it's like, oh, Jesus did this. It's like I, my where I'm at now, I always go back to, no, this is what Mark or whoever was writing, whoever wrote Mark or and plus the editors decided to include. This is, it's not like a, this is exactly, we're not watching a movie here and that, that does not take the meaning out of it. It doesn't take the literalness out of it. Although I would say some of it, it does it does pri- provide some complexity in like, okay, let's, there's a little bit of leeway. And this is why interpretations vary so much is because um, you, it, you're getting different perspectives. That's why there's three different gospels and they're not exactly alike. Or four. Some people might but say they all, four. But they all have casting out of demons. They, they do. They do. But they're yeah, all... You're li- still not arguing against my point. But. Right. But my point, I guess... <laughs> a concise way would would be to say it. They, whoever wrote the gospels, uh, were limited by their human experience at that time. They didn't have knowledge that we have today about the way the body works and the way the brain works. And that's, doesn't mean you throw everything out. It just means the Bible is human, which in a way makes it more beautiful and more challenging. But were they quoting Jesus? But if they, if they're quoting Jesus, so they yeah. heard his word, they saw what he did, and they heard his words. He's it's timeless, he's, 
he's he's not talking about. But Jesus was also a first century Jew. With what does that mean? So so that so that goes back to what I was saying. So Jesus is perpetuating a lie. Perpetuate. Jesus is perpetuating bad theology. It is if you draw a hard line and you say there's only one and not the other. And I don't. And that's that's the point that I'm trying to make here is. I would say if you could have two people and one has epilepsy for the sake of epilepsy, and you can have another person that may be uh, spiritually inhabited, possessed by a demon, and it manifests in a way that looks like epilepsy. Right. Yeah. You, I, and I said I said that already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 the point I was trying to make. That's why I was saying you're not arguing against my position I'm, right but obviously maybe this guy is over <laughs> right. here maybe this guy's over here but I, I, I everyone believe, is pointing I, at me now. I literally <laughs> everyone is pointing at me i I, I, I believe it's reasonable to think that both of those things can coexist i yeah I, I, absolutely and so you can have stories where jesus is healing people of things and you can have stories where jesus is casting out demons and that's what i was trying to get to when i was saying the line gets blurry and Especially, well, even now, if if it's hard for us to tell what's doing what, what, well, what but is that's the, why I was, what that, but that's what I was talking about specifically cost. about the the demon possession part is that he he's not in like the example the woman who has the bleed for yeah. years. That's see that seems they like they point that out. That's a physical yeah. healing a physical ailment. That's described differently than casting out of a spiritual being from a person. Yeah. And, and so both elements are there. But why doesn't why doesn't Jesus correct the bad the bad theology there? Because if, if demons so I guess a couple questions. Maybe Jesus the human was limited by the human you, of that twenty What do you mean the bad theology there? What's the that, bad theology? Well, so so one, do demons actually exist? If demons do exist, can they inhabit or possess? What do you mean by people? demon? So that's that's why that's why I asked for the clarification. I asked for the clarification well, of demon and you guys well, let's, <laughs> let's do the other clip. Let's do the other clip. This one I titled What is Satan? The Dodge Demon. The Dodge Demon. Andy brought up the Bleeding Demon, the Demon Bleeder. Uh, and uh, I have this one titled, What is Satan? Let's see what, uh, what happens. We might even have to say that the idea of Satan develops right within the scriptures. So it's not a uniform image or vision or function. But uh, So I want to start out by saying that in the Bible, our whole idea that Satan is the fallen angel Lucifer, who then leads the armies of of the kingdom of darkness um that vision is very thin biblically Hmm. like there's not actually we read so much into some of these passages so we've got an isaiah passage which is not actually addressing satan it's talking about a king um it's talking about an emperor who's who's raised himself up and he's he's like this bright morning star who's going to crash to the earth nowhere in there does it say that it's a it's a fallen angel or anything like that it's, it's a judgment of a particular king. So too in Ezekiel, I think it's the king of Tyre is mentioned. And we've applied that to Satan. And we're like, well, this is about Satan. It, nowhere does it say that. And so then suddenly you're like, well, wait a minute. Where do we get an ontology of Satan from the Bible? And, and there's just not a lot going on there. Ontology means being. Right. I'm, um, in the early church, they began to resist the idea that this is even 
that being is quite the right being or entity is quite the right way to refer to Satan. Satan is is a function. Um, it's we're literally the accuser, the accuser, and um, and so it seems to be that this accuser is given voice, is given persona in the Bible. Like let's say when he's when Satan is tempting Jesus in the wilderness or through Peter, what's going on there? Oh, it's, it's not just an accuser, but it's an opponent, an opposing voice, the accusing voice. It's real, but what does real mean? And trust me, the, the weird edit right there is because he continued to go on and I had to clip it somewhere. And so they, they, he adds more context to that. So I encourage people to listen to, because I know this leads to more questions. Does but, he does he ever land the plane and kind of and and give a position that it, like what what is the the entity? Mm, yes and no. <laughs> it's real. You'll have to tune in next week. It's, well, actually, I should have let it go on a little more, but it just it it if I let it go on more, it's like oh, but then I have to include a little bit more after that, and it was just really difficult to make that decision. Um, but there's enough there. I mean, I mean, get behind me, Satan. He's does does that mean that Peter was literally uh, the devil? Most people would say no. Was Satan in Peter at that moment? Did Satan cause Peter to? It was Peter, right? Thank you. <laughs> did did Satan cause Peter to to come against Jesus to where Jesus would be like would call him that? Or is is this force a real thing that needs to be rebuked and cast out and identified? But that is... Um, I'd like to rebuke the spirit of sleep in Jeff right now. I'm he, thinking. I'm been, closing my now, eyes. Now he's thinking. impersonating Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where am I? Sleepy Joe. Come on. Okay. Come on, man. Yeah, there are yeah, a, lot of, a lot of questions. Um and just just Jesus using that that idea at all in that in that particular moment whether it's whether it's a whether it's we we picture the 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 devil as like a person sorry we sh- it sounds like we shifted a little bit now we're not probably are we not talking I'm not exactly about- sure what the heck you guys are it's talking about it's more like big picture like what is it's less about the specific passage but we need to we need to talk oh, i i get that but we need to look at these specific passages because those in, those help us to form the big right. picture well what was right. fascinating to me personally is is learning that well if if you make the snake in the garden Satan, you don't get that from the text in Genesis at all. It's not there. It's a snake that's talking. You you import that from other parts of Scripture, and oh well, this must have been the devil. And and so there's the writers of Genesis didn't have a model for a personified devil opposite of God, um, or or like somebody working against God, like a per, like a individual working against God. But it's not contradicting. So I think we have to ask. Well, I'm not saying it's contradicting, but for the purposes of, of what fascinated me was that, oh, there wasn't this equal understanding. They didn't, at least it doesn't show that they had the same understanding about spiritual spirituality and the afterlife that people in the New Testament seem to had, have. And there does appear to this be this pro- progression of how, 
what is Satan? Satan is, you know, in Job, it's it's somebody in a court in a heavenly courtroom that it, it's a represent. It's like a title for somebody in a courtroom. It's not the devil talking to God. It's a, it's some some somebody. It's the title of somebody in a courtroom saying, "Hey, here's what I got against Job." Well, and even that passage in Mark shows that even they didn't have it all sorted out either. You have the disciples themselves right. going like, oh, we didn't know about that part too. Right. And, right. Not, and not everything is revealed all in the Old Testament. Uh, th- th- that. That's obvious. I mean, the, what exactly the Messiah would be was largely a mystery in the Old Testament. I, I think there's great allowance for that. But I think, but I think even in Genesis, we have... Uh, information about the serpent that goes beyond um obviously just a physical snake or serpent whatever could be dragon uh you know after after the fall and then we have the that there's will be enmity between uh the serpent seed and, and the seed of the of the woman um you will bite her bite him on the heel he will crush you on the head that that sets the framework for what the Messiah is going to do. But then we, we have other statements. like It might be, it might. And, but it also, the possibility exists that we, well, the possibility is that we read that back. We read in Jesus, we read that back into Genesis to make that happen. That doesn't make it wrong. It just means that there, there is this little, there there is a little bit of a jujitsu match using the biblical text and importing things that were written later back into other things that at the time when they were written, they had no awareness of. So, well, so, okay. So you're talking about we, or you're talking about the new Testament writers doing that. Yes. And all of it. Right. So first we got to ask the, we got to ask the question. So is that, is, is what's in, I think it's Genesis three. Is that a prophecy? Is that, is that God? Cause this is God telling Eve what's going to happen. So that would have to be fulfilled. So then, um, I'd say it's the writer of Genesis that wrote that. Okay. Well then. Well then. Yeah. Then <laughs> I know it's not going to satisfy you. Well, no, because because then it's like okay, I'm well, just why, trolling. Why I'm would trolling. why why believe it at all? Then I think that that kind of. But we we have well because I don't have that I don't have that so, trigger set up where if if it does if it isn't what I was interpreting before then I shouldn't believe it at all. Well, no, I mean, it's not that, but it's, it's, so now we're, now we're off on a new topic. Uh, no, 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 no. Keep it no, back. <laughs> Jeff, wake up, regulate no, us. No, but, no, but, uh, but Paul, uh, uh, Paul makes other, there, there are, are <laughs> explicit statements about the serpent. So Paul refers to that serpent of old, uh, referring to the old, the, referring to the, the oh, old, he was well aware of the story for sure. The old Testament. Right. But then, but then we have, uh, uh, Jesus going out to be tempted by, satan so if it's not if if it's not if it's not satan a a being well then okay well what what was jesus tempted by that, that'd be a, a good question that's what, what, are, I said, what, are what we, was left in that what was left in that clip yeah but then we what also, are we tempted by well well so but just because we're tempted by the flesh maybe it's a, there's a universal thing going on that well, I, I, i'm sure jesus was tempted by the flesh as well but that does not mean that he couldn't have been tempted by a being who is an adversary maybe not, or an but accuser. maybe the difference is a little bit more blurry than well but the, but, but we have to but the, again we have these explicit statements by paul and then we have 
we have um, in Revelation, we have um, uh, Satan falling from heaven. So, so there, so yes, in the Old Testament, we and they were borrowing from some of those passages in, in Isaiah, which were talking about specific kings of their time. Okay, so to, in, to make in, their own points. Okay, but so in, there's a lot in, of balls in the air. But, we know, aren't in, still talking about spiritual warfare, demons. We kinda. are. Yes, no. Yeah, we are. No, we are. What is going no, we are on? because the same the same ideas that we're talking about for demons are are they're pretty much the same for Satan because I, I think there's probably still still a question in Zach's yes. mind if if there is demons exist at all. Um, or if they're just like like we're talking about Satan, if it's just I gotta not, reach more, out to Brad. more of an idea. But but in in prophecies, in in the in the prophetic books, there are uh, more than one. There's more than one time where a particular passage talks about both a person, a king that that is living, and also a secondary. There's a secondary application. David does that. Uh, a few times in the Psalms, he's talking about himself, but it also is applied to Jesus in the New Testament. There's something like I, I counted like fifteen, fifteen uh, prophecies in Psalms that are fulfilled in the New Testament by Jesus. But that, Th- that that's significant. So just looking and saying, "Oh, that's a king." Scott's that, making the case that because it does this, we have to believe everything the bible says well, no 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 i'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, not even I'm, I'm not even going to that extent i'm just saying that these the ballpark but these but these i'm trying I, to find a way to move on a little well, bit but, but these aspects these things that you that you've brought up i i think i think there are i i think there are there's a better understanding or what Brad brought up, there's a better understanding of the prophetic books than just, oh, that was talking about a king, therefore it can't be referring to satan i i'm not sure that that's the right way to view well actually i'm I'm pretty confident that that's not the right way to view it. Then we have in Daniel, we have Scott. Uh, can you can you seriously? You're you're going on and on, and I it it's all worth discussion, but we have to move on at right. some point. We I, should wait for the textual chocolate podcast to be created. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you? Yeah. It's clear that you care deeply. Uh, okay, I'm, it's clear no. that Brad cares deeply about it. No, yeah, no, no, I, no, I, I no, get I get no, that. Yeah, let me. Let me, in your own words, I was just going to try to speak for you and it's going to come off condescending and passive aggressive. <laughs> maybe don't do it. I excel it. Then maybe don't do Go it. Go for it. No, uh, just close it out. You you believe no. scripture and you believe, like I'm offering, I'm giving him the chance to give the last words Wrong. so I can play this last clip and move bring on out my inner Donald Trump. I didn't know there was another clip. Well, I, I have it queued up in the episode itself that Ooh. I didn't have time to clip Ooh. and he has this fascinating thing that his eight-year-old son said and... He doesn't know where his son got it, but his son does. Let's hear the demon-possessed eight-year-old go. No, no, Zach, Zach, go. No, please. Go. Are you sure? Don't don't listen to Jeff. Go. I keep hearing from people, you don't let Scott talk. I'm like, well, the last three, he wasn't talking at all. And I just want to make sure you feel like we let you talk. I I was possessed by demons, man. I'm not the one complaining. No, stop talking. (laughs) All right. All right. Then, okay. Let's see. And now maybe we're saying, well... Really, what is the, the root of this is human sin. We're generating this yeah. evil spirit that takes on a life of its own and then turns on us. And that's how my son, when he was nine, described what he was seeing in terms of, uh, of demons. So let's say you're an addict and out of your addiction you, or out of greed or out of fear, you generate this spirit that then takes really begins to rule you and hold you in bondage. In that sense, does it matter 
<laughs> so what I don't want people to hear is that I don't believe in Satan or demons. Of course I do. I've dealt with them all my life. I'm just questioning our narrative for their backstory. And I'm saying our, the biblical narrative is, does not support the mythology we've generated largely. Um, and why does it matter? It matters because there are, there are ways of helping people become free mm. that are abusive and don't really free them. And there are ways of helping people that can actually nurture them and not re-traumatize them. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, while, while I believe my 12 step, step brothers and sisters, they're right when they say they're wrestling with their demons, but how are they doing it? Oh, they're doing it through surrender to the care of a loving God. We're not having exorcisms. They are doing their um, fearless moral inventory and confessing their sins and, and they're in community. And that actually is working to set them free in ways that we had hoped we could just cast out. I think that was a big problem. We thought if we can just identify this thing and yell at it, and then, then it'll leave and they won't be under this obsession or oppression anymore. And frankly, that, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Your son's definition, and I'll find the quote, oh, yeah, and I'll like, put it good. in the beginning. I won't, you, you said it on multiple places. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's worth the effort for, for someone else to try to find. I won't, I won't make you rehash it here. I can say the one sentence, and, and he just said, like, Edit. Uh, demons are created by humans. Out of the ashes of war, the tears of those who are afraid and the stuff people wants, want that doesn't belong to them, then they take on a life of their own and turn on you and torment you. Hmm. And hold on, hold yeah, on, that, hold on. That's what his nine-year-old son said. Can you back it up yeah, 15 seconds? Exactly. Demons are created by humans. Out of the ashes of war, the tears of those who are afraid and the stuff people wants, want that doesn't belong to them, then they take on a life of their own and turn on you and torment you. Hmm. And yeah, that yeah. was his exact word. Is that how he usually speaks? Because that's was no. the part that blew me away. Like when I heard you say that, I'm like, I, I have an 11 year old that doesn't talk like that. Like, no, he was nine at the time, and that's absolutely not how he talks. It was out of the blue. I'm like, well, who told you that? And he said, Jesus. And I'm like, when? Just now. So. <laughs> Good morning, my father, who has birthed me from the loins of my mother. I will be heading down the stairs to enjoy myself a breakfast, a sumptuous feast that will fill my body deeply and empower me and energize me throughout the day with good thoughts and oh feelings and energy. That's how that kid yeah, talks. It, it seems like it seems like that. No, is it, that Brad? Who's that? Who's that? Brad Jersak? Who's that? Yeah. It, it seems like it, from the clips is not making a good distinction between something that looks like the biblical actual demon possession. And something that needs a clinical psychiatric care. Uh, so I'm just, that's why. Well, the biblical yeah. authors wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been aware of the difference. And there was a difference back then. Well, th well there was, but there's also demon possession. So. I, well, that's, that's why, why this episode is so yeah. good. And I think it's a good tease. Um, and I'm going to, I'll, I'll try to track down Brad and get him on here. Cause uh, there's, after that, there's another 33 minutes of that podcast, um, and it's um, there's a lot to it. He's our like like the uh, the mo uh, most of what most Christians believe about Satan and demons is a mythology that is not biblical or can be traced to the Bible, but it either doesn't mean what you think it means, or you're reading into you're reading. Uh, a lot of mythology into the Bible that is not actually there. And, um, 
That, but, yeah, that's why I said we got to separate what people are saying right. and interpreting. In addition to so Scott, Scott, you, you take a, a different approach description than I do, and that's why that's why we're having almost two different conversations. And it's it's worth it's even worth having the conversations where we talk over each other because it's so interesting, Jeff. And Jeff, I, and are I, you still? I would ask. I would like to see if Brad thinks that if there was actually a demon possessed person. That his twelve, if the twelve step program uh, would would be able to drive the demon out, quote unquote, it, um, that that'd be interesting. It would be, and that we just said interesting twice in the last thirty seconds, Jeff, which having, means you have to talk. And I don't think we're having two different conversations. I I think well, we're definitely coming at the Bible differently, right? But we were in the same conversation. I mean, right? I mean, I'm not here. Fair enough. You're right. The idea, uh, this, it seems like this started with demons and spiritual warfare and it went off into parsing out the biblical references of. Because that's the, because according to some people, that's how we know about spiritual warfare. And I thought, like, I mean, there's there's a knowing that there is a to earlier a negative like there's a negative in my soul or a, there is a it's just it's not something is not right it's not good and it it may be something I brought on um, through thoughts and I've let it just capture or pornography um, do you my, want to talk about my, that? Uh, soul and my my brain and I let it just continue to go and that progresses into ailments mm. and um, and in that I then have created a challenge for myself and I think you can get to the point where you just scream it out like in Jesus name and then there is the just stopping and realizing and and understanding this is not of Jesus. What I'm allowing myself to think or look at or or to rest on in my thoughts is not healthy, and this is going to cause um, a, a a terribleness in my soul. And, um, and I'm going to treat people differently. What, and, and that would be in, I would see that as I've allowed Satan to rule my judgments, my actions. Um, maybe people have more, uh, they just, they seem on edge. It's like, what's wrong? And, and I think there's something there that is, that is, a little demon possessed, or you're allowing Satan to come into your uh, life and you're resting in that. And, and Zach, you've brought up before where you're like, well, is it really is, isn't it just you? I don't think it matters. Right. I don't, I don't think it matters either because it's not good. And it's not, it's not the path that Jesus, um, is walking. Well, and I think walked. it's good to make a clarification here with what you're saying because uh, do you, are you are you drawing a distinction between sin and demon possession? 
Right, right. Like being impatient, unloving, unkind. Because you, you, you did describe <laughs> it as a little bit of demon possession. <laughs> but but so, so do you see a distinction between those two things? Between demon it, possession and... I, I'm trying to understand if you see all sin as a form of demon possession. I don't know. That's, I a fair, that's a fair answer. I will say that talk like taking time to rest in just serenity and and hear intentionality God makes a huge difference in our daily lives. And well, so, course, if if but but that would that would in in my experience would drive me out of wherever if i was in a let's call it dark place if i was in a dark place i if i continue to do that it's going to make a huge difference in my life and the decisions i make and the next thing i know i'm i have i'm you know my burden is light i have a quote from you that when when there's been times of experiencing turmoil or things are not right, whatever the details are, and you are just, you're done. You have said on this podcast way back in the day, uh, Satan, like yelling it in your house, get the fuck out of my house. Like, like basically claiming Jesus over your house and telling Satan to GTFO. Right. And... Whether it's a physical... And there's something to that. Yeah. You were taking control. You were being intentional. And so now I interpret... I probably interpret that differently than you do, but I'm less concerned about that distinction and more of like, it's something actually happened. Something Whatever was there was real, whether it's a physical demon or it's, it's, it's all the buildup of unintended consequences of neglecting or or okay you know what i mean perfect uh jerry Maguire, tom cruise old movie but there's a moment in this movie where things have built up and he comes to this realization that oh i've gone in the wrong direction this is like a cesspool and he takes a turn in his life and just makes a decision and these thoughts come to his brain and in that you could say like it's prayer it's screaming out to like in jesus name it's i'm going in this direction i'm walking away from this and there's something that creates a a like a great void that separates you from you know what was to now what you what is and what you're walking towards and it's jesus and when that does happen in those moments the room is clear your mind is clear your heart is good and it's just constantly recognizing when that darkness is coming. And I think that's what Brad and what in the Bible, like there are these events that happen to people and there are things that happen to people, illnesses and um, and also just people acting in a way, but uh, I don't want to get too far off this path, but there's something to that. 
that I can't, I don't know, yeah. but I do know that there's, there is the good that we call on in Christ and I think the, it clears yeah. things. I think it's fair. I, it clarifies. I think it's a lot easier for us to recognize where sin can exist in, in maybe a non demon possessed form. Okay. So the and, idea, hold, hold on, yeah. let me finish the thought real quick. And, and I think it gets harder to tell when it is a demon possessed scenario. I think that's, that becomes the, the more difficult one to identify. But I, I personally struggle with saying that all sin is demon possession. I, I, I don't believe that. I don't, in fact, I don't think Jesus portrays that in the Bible at all. I don't think he points at every single person who's sinful and says, we've got to cast demons out of this person. Like he heals them. He rebukes them of their sin. He doesn't necessarily call everyone out um, and, and identify it directly as, as demon possession. Um, and I think, I think in my mind, it's fair to separate uh, the influence of Satan versus possession. I think, I think those are two different things as well. Yeah, the idea that all all sin is demon possession is completely false. There's no indication in Scripture at all. Unless what you mean by demon is dot, dot, dot. Right. Um, uh, man, talk about can of worms. I know Scott wants to keep going, but I'm going to, re- you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out to Brad. Yeah, that'd be and great. I'm going to try to get Brad on. Talk You've about had his- him on before? No. I thought we did, but... Maybe we just talked about him a few times. Oh. I think Scott and I have argued back. about universalism so much, and I've mentioned Brad and how Scott should consume his work and uh, change his life and well, let's repent. Get him on. And... <laughs> well, apparently there's nothing to repent of, or it doesn't matter if I repent or not. That's a strong, <laughs> that's a I'm strong go, I'm person. Go, I'm going to heaven either way, whether no, I repent just, or not. That's not at all. You're the person he just addressed. It's not strong. That's oh, universalism. I'm people can't see me. This isn't a video <laughs> podcast. I'm made of straw. And I don't want to keep using this word straw person. But Jeff, but Jeff, I, 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 I I'm progressive. So I'm thinking about what you said. W- women, women, have, women as straw people have never been be- beat up, and it's time that we have equality. Like, is Straw's it fair it. that straw man only straw men are beat up? Straw G. Straws it. Stronze. Strong. You're speaking in tongues now, Jeff? God there's dang. Z, I'm going to cast the demon in tongues on it. He, she, it. I don't know about the... Oh, yeah. Strong okay, anyway. Z. Anywho. Uh, I got a tweet from Jimmy Pacini. Oh, Welcome back, Jimmy. I love Pacini's on my I made sandwiches. a point in my mind. I promised to myself I was not going to butcher his name. We still don't know if it's Pacini yeah. or Pacini. Beckini. But he's on Twitter and he said episode 125 of Bros Bibles Beer at Bros Bibles Beer on Twitter. And they want to know. And he included a gif of describe that, Andy. Hold on just a second. I don't remember what we talked about in episode 125. The oh they uh this is a gif. Or GIF, depending on where you land, of a gentleman holding a some sort of device. Back scratcher. It, it looks like a back scratcher, and he also Shh. is so hairy that he looks like he's wearing a sweater. <laughs> and this back scratcher doubles as a hair removal a service. Giant razor. <laughs> it's it's and by giant like 
six inches in diameter. Yeah. So thanks for checking in, Jimmy. We missed you. He wants. Who is Jimmy? Did we talk about a hairy back? Like who just, is Jimmy? I don't know, just man. Just hairy back. I don't know. I don't have a hairy back. Um. So yeah, if you haven't heard of episode one twenty five, listen to it. Jimmy. <laughs> Jeff broke his mic. Jimmy has done it broke uh, the whole time. Damn it, Jeff. I consider Quit Jimmy a friend. Jimmy's a friend you of don't the need show. To touch it. Uh, before you were on, there were he's he's just he checks in and out with uh, little Twitter uh, Twitter responses and uh, almost set Scott up on a date with his sister. Almost it fell through, and I think it was Scott's fault. But then he thought about it, and he's like, "Ooh, that'd be bad." Uh, on <laughs> second thought, it was going to be amazing, Scott. Amazing, we're gonna have a date. <laughs> it was gonna be fantastic. She was amazing, but but since she was amazing, you're like, "No, thank you." I am curious though. Uh, <laughs> I reject so, all good things. Speaking of the maybe debates, you're dating is demon possessed. <laughs> Speaking of the debates, uh, besides that, this week, what have you guys been consuming? It's a good question. I'm glad you asked it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I I don't know, Scott. I I went back to the, uh, what is that, doom, uh, doom porning? Doom, doom surfing. Doom, doom surfing. Porning. But yeah. now we know a little bit more. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> yeah, Scott, that, that does sound bad. Hey guys, hey, next on Doom Porning to the listener, we're gonna pray for. We're gonna lay hands on Scott after this uh, episode. You, you did some Doom surfing. I, I like it. Gives me comfort actually, because you have so many beans and tortillas uh, store, <laughs> stocked in your storehouse of a trailer. Well, yeah, because because they describe like the worst case scenario or the like bad situations, and I'm like, no, that's it. Okay, I could do that. Yeah, all right. It's kind of comforting. I mean, it's not comforting for everyone else. <laughs> hey, and Scott, they don't well, have six I, months of beans. today's not the day. Oh. This is the third week now where you were oh, like, we would know either way. It's coming. That's, oh, it's yeah, coming, dude. I I I don't know, man. I I don't think it's gonna work. It's not. That's I, great. Been, it's the what, unknown. We don't even know. What was what it I think it's falling through. You, you said you would know one way or another. I thought so, Wait, but there's a, people what we would know one we way or another about. We, we didn't even oh, know sh- a major trick him. A major award. <laughs> it's a major award. <laughs> um, there. So I thought. I thought that we would know either way. Um, but there is another aspect that. Uh, could delay that decision point. Um, so it's in limbo right now. But my my hopes aren't very high. If you're listening to this and you're confused, don't worry, <laughs> so we, are we are too. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for uh, that. Well, hey. I, I hope HR finishes the report quickly. <laughs> That's the model I use. Hey, I just <laughs> recalled confused. what I've been consuming, and and that is a little bit of news, but doom doom news. Because it seems like a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to somebody and they said, uh, seems like Trump and Biden are, are even. Who knows what the heck's going to happen? And then I listened to somebody today and they're like, Biden's got a 14-point lead. Like, 14-point lead? That is that is way over the top. Oh, well, why am I even worrying about this? Well, yeah, and you hear that Trump got a COVID bump. You got a sympathy bump in the that polls. That was the other. See, if you listen, whatever you're listening to, it's like it went the other way. If Trump was smart, he would he would drop a huge ass bomb somewhere, start a war, 
Generally, that galvanizes people. Don't hate trying to change horses in the middle of the stream. I don't do as good of an impression as Jeff, but uh, if I make my mouth like a butthole, <laughs> a butthole, it's, it's okay. It's uh, I good. have so I am perpetually consuming uh, Arrested Development. You heard a clip on it earlier. Uh, that is a good nighttime rotation for Lisa and I to cleanse the palate of whatever terrible shit I make her watch. That was George Michael. To that. And one of the things that I make her watch, um, or we started together, and she's enjoying it, but it's a little intense and a little dark, is um, the third day on HBO Max, or HBO if you have that, if that still exists, but with Jude Law, it is shot beautifully. I don't even know what to say about it. It's it's three episodes with Jude Law, and then it. Well, I've already said too much. There, he doesn't die. By the way, he, dies. he doesn't die. He does not die. It is shot so beautifully, intentionally from the very beginning. It's shot in a way that you're like, okay, I know the way they're doing this means something, and I. I can't be going back and forth from my phone and the screen right now. I need to be like focused on this and it centers on grief and what grief does to people. And it's, uh, I still don't even know if I love it or not, but I, I was captivated. I don't know what that means, but it's called the third day. And the episode, the first three episodes are the father, the son, and then something else. I can't remember. I have been consuming the Rick and Morty show, which is available either on the Adult Swim. Is it shot beautifully? Network? Is Rick it fearfully and, and wonderfully shot? Is that from the seventies or eighties? No, Rick and Morty is a cartoon that that was developed hmm, five years ago, maybe a little less. I don't know. It's in season three right now. You can get it on HBO Max as well. Is that adult? It is very adult. Don't let your kids watch it. it okay, is, I was thinking of Phineas and Ferb. Uh, not Phineas and Ferb. Don't don't yeah, juxtapose those two things. No, Rick and Morty. It is a hilarious cartoon. Um, not for the kids, but it it delves into metaphysics and um, morality and ethics, and it's really weird and super funny. So if you like quirky, super funny stuff, and that can uh, is a little heady. At times, um, and very irreverent, Rick and Morty is oh, you mentioned fantastic. That's on HBO Max, too? Yes, it's okay. so good. Rick and Morty. Jesus, he's not a f***ing god. You don't know what I am. You don't know what I can do. It's, it's, it's cool, Rick. I'm Doctor Who in this mother I could be a clone. I could be a hologram. We could be clones controlled by robots controlled with special headsets that the real Rick and Morty are wearing while they're f***ing your mother. I'm going to kill you. Then come to 312 Olive Street. Is that her address? You don't know because you're a bad son. Ow. Take him down. Semper Yes. And Lisa's been crushing friends right now. Which the whole thing is on HBO Max too. Emotionally, she's been crushing them. Her actual friends. I did see, uh, I saw a tweet of somebody with a picture of, a sur- of I don't know, how, I don't know how tattoos are made. If it starts with saran wrap or something or plastic over your and arm. a little tinfoil, right? I, I don't know, but they were like, oh, I'm getting a tattoo of, of every plot line for for friends. And then his arm was blank. So, <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Uh, all right well thanks for listening people and thanks for talking with with me scott 
Hey, I'm glad. I you still know, love you. I'm glad you I just decided to, to join my conversation. Okay. <laughs> and Aaron, you know who you is. I let Scott talk, so I don't want to hear it anymore. Thanks, Aaron. Good looking out. <laughs> but apparently Scott doesn't care. You listen to somebody? No. This is our podcast. Yeah. Well, I heard what okay. he said. Next time, he took no listening, listening to Scott. It was listening talk. to feedback. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Yes, tune in. Uh, ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcast. That's what matters. I have to e- refute some of your analytics because you said that 50% of our listeners are women. However, that only comes from 3% of our total traffic, which is what Spotify represents. So who knows how many women are actually listening to our podcast? There's only one way for us to know. Yeah. Tell us about well, it. Well, actually, there's going to be multiple ways. You could either uh, leave, leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. You're so much better than us at this. <laughs> I stumbled into this one, actually. <laughs> I didn't realize where I was going, and then all of a sudden I landed there. Uh, you can catch us on the socials at Bros Bibles Beer. Nailed it. And uh, you can email us at Bros Bibles and Beer. Nope. At the burn Bros.com. Bros Bibles Beer. No and. BrosBiblesBeer at gmail.com. You guys, I got to tell you, it's been so fantastic sitting around watching and listening. You guys are fantastic. You're, you're, you're just stupendous people. <laughs> I think you're incredible. I mean, I'm feeling better already. I don't have coronavirus. It's gone. It's gone. Just like I'm going to extinguish Mr. Biden in about a month. Goodbye, Joey. <laughs> Holy crap. At the buzzer, we have a rate... No way. We have a review no on way. Apple Podcasts. Get out of here. Excuse me, I had two minutes. All right, here it goes. More Please is the title of this one. Five mm. stars. Mm. Yeah. Five I'm star in, review. It sounds like Scott's Doom stuff. Doom porn? <laughs> mm. More Please. But it'll be like, More Please. <laughs> Demon I, possessed. I am an atheist, former believer, and I love listening to the BBB. Interesting current issues discussed through the lens of Christianity. The hosts each bring a different perspective that gets blended into a thought-provoking show. Disagreements are had, jokes are made, but this is all grounded in respect and love for each other. F you, Scott. If you are interested in examining your own beliefs and having a few laughs, then bros, Bibles, and beers for you. Wow. That was a nice. hell of a review. I can smell where that one's coming from. Nice. Thank you. Dina, can you? Yeah. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I, uh, separately, but not connected to that at all, we did receive a thank you gift from a former guest. Former as in, it was the last episode, right? Or two episodes ago? Jeff? Jeff Whitney, uh, talking about his trend, uh, his journey through uh, Christianity and Mormonism and all that stuff. And he, as a thank you, on my fence, he left a six-pack of Dogfish Head 60-minute uh, IPA and a couple of bottles of Pliny the Elder. Nice. Ooh. From Russian River. Mm. I feel like we should give him something. We did. We gave him the night of his life. Oh, that's true. Good point. <laughs> oh my God, I stand corrected. I love Do- it. Was Doom Pod, and that's when his voice got the deepest. We gave him. I can't Jeff, even do it. Jeff got the night of his life. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Yeah.
You guys, I got to tell you, it's been so fantastic sitting around watching and listening. You guys are fantastic. You're, you're, you're just stupendous people.